0: Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams
1: and Judy Francis. Almost didn't make it in time. You always worry me, always push it to the last minute. Well, I'm making it in time for this week's show because I'll tell you, Hottie Sheena Easton is joining us this weekend.
2: Oh, I used to be a big fan of her, especially
1: the 80s. Yes. She is a big, big time cat lover. <laughs> us later, also your calls uh, for veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, 405 8405 as well as Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He is back. This is his brand new home, Animal Radio. Hey, Vlade, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful.
3: Yes, <laughs> I am broadcasting to you from my studio um, with David Stapp, which is my producer, And we are together in the Bully Dog Studio in Beverly Hills, Michigan. (laughs) And today I'm going to tell to my American friends how so many of you people make your dogs to become more aggressive. And don't even know that you're making your dogs be aggressive unconsciously toward the people or toward the dogs. Really. What the people are doing to causing their pets to go nuts Well, you will find out soon here So stick around please with Vladi Exclusively for Animal Radio 1-866-405-8405
1: Who's this? This is Rosie
4: in Los Angeles,
1: California Hi Rosie, how are you doing? I'm fine Listening on Coast, Coast 103.5, I imagine Yes sir Oh please don't call me sir <laughs> That's my dad Oh, sorry. Okay. What's just how? P- yeah. What can we do for you?
4: Um, I had a question. Um, I have a slight problem with my cat uh-huh. um, around springtime. He tends um, to attack the birds, and he tears their heads off and chews on them. And then later on, he he becomes sick and and uh, he vomits the, the head. But just the whole process of him doing that, I I don't know how to stop him.
1: Wow, is he bringing you gifts? Does he think they're gifts?
4: (laughs) Yes, they always wind up on my porch. Uh they The birds I feel really bad for though um, because they usually are baby birds. You know, he catches those
1: yeah, Judy, you have the, but, the same problem because you have actually Nike, the studio cat, that brings you uh, uh,
2: all kinds bugs of, and
1: all kinds of things as a gift. You yeah. know, they mean well, don't they?
2: Yeah. Is there any way that you could keep your cat inside, or is he an outdoor
1: cat? Is he outdoor cat?
4: He is pretty much an outdoor, outdoor cat. cat. He he does come in in the evenings and um. he sleeps with me, um, but during the day he insists upon being yeah. outside. Um,
2: do you have bird feeders? Anything that are bringing the birds to your house?
4: I have trees. I have lovely fruit trees, and and they just love to nest in them, and Mm -hmm. and just, um, they're everywhere. I get hummingbirds, and and the little sparrows, and I get the little finches, and I get um, your common wren you know
1: Ah, uh-huh, beautiful it sounds sounds wonderful uh,
4: it is but i feel so bad <laughs> What's it's nature what is his name is it a he it is a he Heck, he has been fixed um and his name is soot soot soot
1: how did he get the name soot
4: um he's an all-black cat okay um and he just reminded us of the ashes that come out of the the fireplace when we clean it you know just black.
1: And, and now I'm thinking all black and I'm trying to think what a collar might look like on because of course if you put a bell or something that makes a little noise around his neck the birds will know before he even gets there.
4: Guess what? We have tried that three times and I don't know how but he manages <laughs> to wiggle his way out of each and every one and we have no idea where it is.
1: Oh, well this because is a tough one though. Yeah,
4: he sounds... He literally will just Strangle himself because we've made them tight so that way you know it won't go over his head, but not that it's choking him. But still, uh-huh. he he manages to get out of each and every one we have bought him. Ooh, because that's we thought of artist. that.
1: Yeah, that's that, that's a tough one unless you put a harness collar around him, and boy, thats I know how that cramps their style.
2: Still have to be careful, because a harness, while it may not slip off, he can become entangled in trees and limbs and stuff and actually hurt
4: himself. Right, jumping fences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree.
1: How do you react when he uh, brings a bird to you, a bird head?
4: Does he eat the rest of the bird? No. No, we'll find feathers all over the place, but uh, no, the rest of the body is intact and sitting on the porch, Mm -hmm. Um, and then we'll know
5: to look for <laughs> yeah
2: uh, my cat was the opposite he would eat the the heads and bring me or he would eat the body i mean and leave the heads i'd have open the door and have heads on my porch when, when
1: he does this how do you react do you uh
4: do um if if i catch him i scold him yeah um if i don't catch him i just sleep it up and throw it away you know mm-hmm. um i don't I don't discipline him when I'm not catching him because then he doesn't know why I'm disciplining him. Um, If I catch him, then he knows, okay, I'm being yelled at because I am doing this. Whereas if it's just a gift to him that he's left on the porch, well, I'm not going to discipline him because he doesn't remember that he's left this as a gift and I killed something, you know.
5: We all
1: know this, that they're doing this... uh just to be nice, to bring you a gift, and they're not trying to be bad, but, boy, that's a tough one. You know what? We ought to put that out. To, who would Who would know the answer to We'll go to our supervisor, okay? I'm going to okay. ask for my supervisor. See if we can get an answer for you, okay?
4: Okay, that would be great, because I had a cat before that did this, and he wound up with head um, mites. Ooh. And then, I mean, they literally eat the head of a cat, these mites. Ooh. get completely... Um, all over infested.
2: And he's getting them from the birds?
4: They get them from the birds, they do. Yeah. And I had to take them in and they would scrape his head because they would just become crusted with this stuff yeah. from the birds.
1: How, how old is Soot?
4: Soot is, gosh, um, I believe he's
1: 12. Pretty set in yeah. his way, so I guess a cattery might be out of the question,
4: huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to try to find an answer for you. And meanwhile, we'll send some toys, if that's okay. Some treats and oh, toys.
4: That would be
1: wonderful. Okay. I'm sure he would play with those, too. Okay. Hold on, Rosie. Okay, One great. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Always. Hold Sunday on. mornings, you're there. <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> Do you know who Richard Pryor is? Do you Richard Pryor knows who the Vlade is? Well, not anymore, probably. Richard Pryor's past. He passed a couple of years ago. Very funny comedian. Oh, uh, okay. His wife is rescuing many, many animals. Uh, and she is going to be on the show in a few minutes. Oh, that's great. And we'll be celebrating the comedy. You know, he was big into animals, Richard Pryor. He loved mm-hmm. animals. Dogs, too.
2: And elephants and tigers. A lot of people didn't know that about him. I didn't
1: realize that. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. Urinoff, finally, something that works. Dogs
6: or cats, horse or emu, and- are people too. On any given afternoon, neighbors might see David Valentine and his two goats jumping up and down on his backyard trampoline, and it's got them hopping mad. Twelve-year-old David has lots of animals, dogs, cats, guinea pigs, rabbits, a turtle, a parrot, and a gerbil, but it's the trampoline-jumping goats that seem to help him manage his attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. David's family is now fighting the neighbors and the town zoning law in court. David's mom calls the goats a miracle and a gift from God. David thinks the goats motivate him more than the other pets because they're like a kid with ADHD. They don't listen very well. That's kind of like me, he said. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals
7: are people too. Animal Radio. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. Buddy,
8: don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans.
1: I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard k Canine Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where
9: can I find out more?
1: Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D
10: dot com. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safeguard.com. That's S A F E G U A R D.com. Flavocin
11: keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavocin.
12: Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flavocin, um, probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13 year old German Rottweiler, um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well.
11: To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Physical therapy is common in human medicine, and veterinary practitioners of animal therapy say the benefits for their patients are remarkable. Dramatic advances in veterinary diagnostics and surgery demand rehabilitation therapy to help contribute to the post-operative success. Also, there's more participation in competitive sports where animals can be injured and need a high level of care and rehabilitation.
9: We see injuries such as torn ligaments in the knee, osteoarthritis caused by extreme stress on joints, as well as repetitive trauma injuries in some of our athletes. Physical therapy and rehabilitation can really help these animals recover and perform better.
11: Another reason for PT and pets may hit a bit closer to home. The average age of our dogs and cats is increasing, and the benefit from age-related problems like arthritis, neurological conditions, and obesity can be dramatic. In fact, the response has been so favorable that physical therapy, when prescribed by a veterinarian, is even covered by pet health insurance. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. This is
13: Animal Radio
14: Network.
15: These little dogs, they're supposed to be for protection, and they don't watch but the dinner plate. <laughs> well, two Malmutes. A friend gave me two Malmutes. They're beautiful, intelligent dogs, right? Because they be reading a dog food can. And Alpo, no meat byproduct, no soybean. Yeah, this will be
16: fine. Rich, fix this up for us, will you? Could we have a little wine with that, please?
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio.
1: Jennifer Pryor and her late husband, actor-comedian Richard Pryor, shared a passion for the animals. I remember his stand-up act. He would become a German shepherd, uh, or he would suddenly become deer in the headlights. They uh, actually worked together very closely, championing the causes of both wild and domesticated animals, whether it was helping save baby elephants stolen from their mothers, or rallying politicians to prosecute animal abusers.
2: I didn't know that.
1: Way before it was popular to do that. And today, Jennifer continues the calling without her husband, but with the same unwavering conviction, and she's joining us today. Hi, Jennifer. How are you doing?
17: I'm doing great. Thanks. That's a lovely introduction. Nice to talk to you both. Well, you know, you're
1: doing so much work. Tell us a little bit about what you are doing right now.
17: Oh, gosh. I'm doing um, everything from A to Z. Um, first of all, you know I'm I've got a doggy here. I'll put outside. Yeah, who is that? Uh, no, you don't have a, to put him a doggy outside. A I, I need a home for. Um, we are first of all working on a project, um, producing a film for about Richard, mm-hmm. uh, which is very exciting and. You know, I, on one hand, I am, one of my passions is his legacy, obviously, protecting it, enhancing it, and making sure he is put, placed in the pantheon of greatness where he belongs, mm-hmm. comedic greatness. And, um, this other legacy, of course, which is such a huge passion of both of ours. He remains with me, of course, in spirit and in my heart every day. Mm-hmm. And we, we do rescue, we do hands on, Prior's Planet does hands on rescue.
1: Yeah, Prior's Planet. What is what is that?
17: It is a 501c3 that was established approximately a year before Richard passed. Uh-huh. And we had been very active in the animal rescue and advocacy community at large, and, and you did a great job at, at uh, describing some of the things that we were active doing.
2: I don't think a lot of people knew that side of
17: Richard. They did not know that side of Richard. You know, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday about that, and they said, well, Richard has such a fierce, predatory... If you will, um, demeanor and presence in in the world stage, if you will, and and he was that character on stage. In fact,
15: so I bought a Doberman Pincher, one of them bad mother Somebody stole him. That's how bad that mother was. And I got him from a dog home, you know, and somebody had abused the mother because every time I talked to him, he freaked. And I said, Hey, champ, huh? <laughs> man, don't do that. you it with my hand man. I can't take it, Rich. It's a real bounty man. I just can't like, can't you slide a note under my paw or something? You fucking with me, man. You can't dig it man. They get good though when they get older, like you can't stare at a dolman like most dogs, you can stare them down. You know, look at them they go, Ooh. you stare at a dolman too long they go, I don't play that shit. and then they show you their teeth, right? Like, look like
17: Get off in your a- He would stalk the stage like a, like a panther going after his comedy. Mm-hmm. And um, but and he was fierce, too, in his private life, let's be honest. I married him twice, by the way, so I know of which I speak. <laughs> I, I had a what, certain- what was that about? Oh, my dear. We, it was, you know, I've got the scars to prove it. Um, but uh, I gave as good as I got. But, you know, back in the day, it was hard hardcore rock and roll yeah. and a thrill a minute. And we were young, and there were drugs involved. And, and um, you know, the fact that Richard and I had an opportunity to come back together in, a, in obviously a, a more mature way and certainly diminished as he was with the disease of MS, we were able to resurrect the good and, and, and certainly come together with such wonderful causes as animal rights and rescue and really live, um, turn lemons into lemonade and live a life of great purpose.
5: How awesome.
17: Yeah, and it was, I mean, who gets that opportunity, right? Because, you know, there was a lot of debris from the past. Yes. There was a lot of fun, but there was a lot of, you know, so, so Richard had that dark side. But what people don't really understand is that, and actually, you know, I think what, what draws people to Richard is that, that he possesses this incredible magnetism, Animal magnetism, if you will, Mm -hmm. but his soul was so pure and so vulnerable and so good, so essentially good. One of the times I spent with him early on, back in the day, was in Hawaii, in Hana, Maui, Hawaii. He would, we were walking through the fields, and where their cows were in the pasture, and he had a conversation with a cow. Mr. Cow, how are you doing today <laughs> and, and 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 he gave voice to the cow as he did in his comedy, you know, uh-huh. and you mentioned um the the deer and but he gave voice to German shepherds and but he had this entire conversation <laughs> with this cow, and you know I mean I was peeing in my pants i was I was touched beyond belief. I thought this is a person who has such profound compassion. And I fell madly head over heels in love. You can uh-huh. imagine, because I mean, what's more sexy <laughs> to a woman than than that that sort of vulnerability, right, uh-huh. Judy? I oh mean-
15: yes. You got to have pets and to help you out. You know, I got a horse. He helps. He makes the grass grow. No, I got a miniature horse about this big, and the man helped me produce my TV shows. Bert Sugarman he gave me this horse instead of money. And the horse don't do nothing but eat and. Be weird, they f- while they walk. An enemy.
17: Richard had this incredible compassion. He had, When I um, started going out with him, he had a, um, a Great Dane he rescued and a miniature pony. And uh, so he really had an affinity with animals. He and, mm-hmm. and we went to Africa together. And he got out of the car. That's a true story. He got out of the car with the lions.
5: Wow. Tell yeah. us about that.
17: I boxed his ears for it, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, here we go. And one of the lions reached toward him and stretched as if to say, just one step closer, huh? you fool. And Richard ran back to the car, you know, but he was so proud and, and, um, you know, that, this, that he was able to do that, and, and it, was, it, was, it was magnificent. His, and I think that nowadays, anybody who doesn't have a connection with animals like that, I mean, not, not necessarily like that, but any kind of connection with animals, I just can't be around them.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting your broad connection extends from dogs to elephants to yeah. horses. It's the whole spectrum of animals.
17: Yeah, it is the whole spectrum. My work locally with Prior's Planet, of course, is mainly focused on dogs. I mean, we, we you know, because I'm not rescuing lions and giraffes and monkeys and, and, in Los Angeles. So my hands-on rescue has to do with the dogs. My advocacy work is with the larger, obviously, the larger beasts, if you will, and I work with you know any kind of cruelty. I worked I worked on the um, with Obama a couple of years past on the horse slaughter ban, and um, you know and that still needs to be we need still need a federal ban on horse slaughter.
1: Which one of these candidates do you think are most compassionate towards our causes?
17: Um, I, I got to tell you, I'm for Hillary. I, I'm a Hillary gal here.
1: What do you think Richard would have thought about the candidates?
17: I would. I think that he. I think he obviously would have loved both of them, as we both do. I mean, we've got this amazing race going on, right? I mean, the woman oh, yes. the black, but This is incredible. It's the first time, first time in history, right? And um, I, you know, I think he would have probably told Hillary to put on a dress or two. And um, I think he, you know, I think he probably would have, you know, I, I think, you know, Obama was wrote, wrote 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 me a lovely note when Richard passed, and. Um, I think Richard really probably would have gone for Obama, I have to say. And uh, Obama's a good man. He's a great man. There's the, you know, you can't, you can't shake that. But he's, a, he's a great guy. I happen to think Hillary is uh, brilliant and um, quite, quite capable, though.
1: You are a great inspiration, i got to say, for all oh, of us.
17: Bless your heart. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. Richard was a great inspiration, too, you know. He kept going in the face of his illness, and he kept finding purpose and renewal in that purpose. And it was it was amazing to see that and to watch that. And uh, he gave me, he, and he still gives me and continues to give me great inspiration.
1: Where can we learn more? And where can we give money to the organization? Oh, and of course, yes, if, if you're please. listening on coast in Los Angeles or anywhere in Southern California, this is one of your one of your local organizations. You might want to help them out.
17: Oh, yeah, please. Every penny goes to the animal. We don't take any salaries, nothing, nothing, nothing except ap- absolutely a penny. Every, every cent goes to the animals www.priorsplanet.com That's p-r-y-o-r-s-p-l-a-n-e-t.com. I've taken quite a few, we've taken quite a few um, sick animals in lately. We've taken in a bait dog who um, had her teeth filed and she was almost dead from starvation um, and we've, we, we've taken in a little puppy mill dog who can't walk, whose legs have to be fixed uh She needs surgery. We've mm-hmm. got a great amount of expenses, and uh we we are funded by donations only. And listen to all my dogs barking. <laughs> only
15: thing about dormant, though, they let burglars come into your house, right? I mean, they say, burglar, come on in, come on, yeah, come on in. How you doing? You looking for shit? Come on in the bedroom, let me show you. Come on, look in the bed, get the jewelry. Yeah, right there in that box. Yeah, you got to come on in the kitchen, let me show you silverware. Come on, come on, hurry up. Get in the yeah, there it is. And then the burglar hit the door. That's when the mother turned into the exorcist. (laughs) I I want to play. And when you come home, that's the way you find that burglar right now.
18: Help me.
19: Please help me.
15: Mother sound like the fly. Help me. The dog is going to eat my (laughs) f*** (laughs) out. They be serious, Jack.
16: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
7: This is an Animal Radio news update made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products.
8: I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Firefighters in every city deal with victims of smoke inhalation every day, and sometimes those victims have four legs and a tail. Now, the Champaign-Illinois Fire Department Squad 171 is equipped with special oxygen masks designed to be used on everything from gerbils to Great Danes. Thanks to the efforts of a local brownie troop, the department received three oxygen masks made to fit animals of different shapes and sizes. Until now, when firefighters encountered a pet overcome by smoke, they resorted to using standard human-size masks, which didn't work as well. Deputy Chief of Training Eric Mitchell said, quote, These masks will be a better way to deliver oxygen to pets. The girls from Troop 2523 sold over 220 boxes of cookies to raise the money needed for those special masks. Pope Benedict XVI is a cat lover, according to several sources who've known him for years. When the Pope was a cardinal in Germany, a newspaper reported his affection towards cats, and later he took care of felines who lived in the Garden of the Vatican, often bandaging their wounds. One Italian newspaper in 2005 reported the cats would usually walk him to his office with the assistance of the Swiss Guard. In fact, his former neighbor, a cat named Chico, has written an authorized biography about the Pope. Pope Benedict isn't the first Pope to fancy cats. In the 15th century, Pope Paul II had his cats treated by his personal physician. In the early 1800s, Pope Leo XII raised a cat in the pleat of his cassock. And according to a report in the London Times, Pope Paul VI once dressed his cat in cardinal's robes. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Does that pesky pet stain keep reappearing after you've cleaned it with a household cleaner? Try Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. Simple Solution is formulated specifically for pet stain and odors. The unique enzyme and probacteria formula breaks down the glue-like proteins in pet urine, then absorb all the leftover particles leaving your carpet completely free of harmful residue. So no more magical reappearing acts or pets returning to the area. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide.
1: Animal Radio 1866-405-8405. We welcome back Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. 12345 testing. We are broadcasting to you in
3: Beverly Hills, Michigan. How are you hearing me? Beverly Hills. I
5: know
2: I, I keep thinking wow. Beverly
3: Hills. Michigan. Beverly Hills is a prestigious part of the Michigan.
0: Yeah, we call it 48025. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, I don't know what it is.
0: That's a zip code, you know, like 90210. But
3: that's nice. That's nice. I mean, uh, David's basement, you know, five times more even uh, than my home, uh, you know, back in the... A in
0: the Auralex foam crate.
1: David, are you a rich guy?
0: Um, Yeah.
1: Did you choose to live in Michigan, David? Uh, I was born in Detroit. Mm, Okay. (laughs) That explains it.
0: Have you followed the uh, Kilpatrick stuff?
1: What's Kilpatrick stuff?
0: Uh, he's the mayor of Detroit.
1: No, what's going on with him? What's he doing? Oh. Is he in? Oh, uh, they,
0: unco- they uncovered a lot of uh, tax scandals and in, uh, in an affair with one of his workers and all this.
3: Why are Americans so much? I mean, why are you so nosy? about who slept with someone or somebody? who cares? Bill Clinton could 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 sleep with someone and still be a good president. That's you know? right. Uh, you don't want to see me, Judy, be president. <laughs> I will take advantage of that situation. So you
1: wouldn't make a good president, Vlade, would
3: you? I would be. You'd be a dictator? I think I, would be, I, w- I, th- I think I would be right, Democrat, I would think. I would be staying very strong on the family
1: issues. Okay, let's work. Okay. 1 405 8405. Hi, who's this? Uh, my name is Ariel. Hi, Ariel. What a pretty name.
4: Hi. Thank you. Where are
1: you calling from?
4: Um, I'm God
1: from Mission Viejo. Mission Viejo, California. You are on with the world famous Russian dog wizard.
14: Uh, Hello,
3: Ariel. Hi. <laughs> yes, I can make those uh, miracles. Go ahead, Ariel.
14: Okay. I have a mini
4: dachshund named Scooby. And he, when people come to the door, he won't let anybody in without patting them down first. But it's bothering anybody that comes to the door or friends that want to come in. Uh, I try to explain to the people to let him smell him, and you'll let them in or not, but they just kick him to the side, and then he'll bite them in the ankles. Is this a nature
19: thing, or do I need to correct the dog or the people? Uh,
3: (laughs) I love that what you said. You know, like one of my clients also asking, do I have to divorce my dog or husband? Okay. Uh, So, I mean, uh, let me tell you what I know about your breed and dachshunds. So, basically, this is what it is. Somebody knocking on your door boom, 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 and your dog is barking like, bum, 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 bum. and after that, you know, you're opening the door, the dog is barking, barking, and staying back, and barking, and people telling, hey, how are you, try to impose their attention, he doesn't want to come to them, and when the people wants to leave him alone, he follows them around and try to snap them by by the ankles, am I right? Exactly. You know because I train hundreds of them, and I know exactly what that breed does now it 's not because it 's bad i got to tell you, but you know what that 's what they do, and because they like to sniff the weakness to show the strength they 're like terrorists, like little terrorists huh? <laughs> they 're using the weapon of fear, they like to take advantage of situation, and they 're like some men, you know the more you give them, the more <laughs> they want to take it, get away that's with right. that. Exactly. So, uh, as with any man, you have to uh, trust them, but have a leash ready. What I would suggest you to do, put the leash on your dog, little short leash, maybe six foot. Have with you shaking can ready, like a shaking can, you know, pop buy can uh, with buy some it. coins. Oh, yeah, or the better off, go to the bicycle store and buy CO2 tire inflator, Okay. Uh, make sure every time when your dog barks, something must happen. Okay. Momentarily move forward, make the sound, ah, and push the button on that uh, uh, compressed air or whatever it is, uh, tire inflator. That sound comes from that inflator it will be like a, like a snake. Like, That's
5: a which
3: great idea. And she will just back off and say, wow, as you say, good boy and after that tell the people please ignore my dog don't momentarily kneel down and try to cuddling or talk to them and after that keep complaining why he's biting you it's like giving to an alcoholic $10 for boost in the morning (laughs) and after keep complaining why he's puking on your table (laughs) Ariel you like my analogies
12: I really do I have a bunch of friends that are alcoholics too
3: <laughs> Thank you so much. So, you can use the same SO2 in his mouth, too. So, <laughs> that'll work. I think that'll work well. Thank, Thank you, you for so calling much us. For your Thank you. Bye. 1
1: 405 8405 is the world famous Russian dog wizard, Bloody.
20: Greetings and salutations on Animal Radio. It's Vinny Penn, your party animal. I want to take a few minutes of your time here to talk about something, God, that I've spotted in my neck of the woods uh, in recent days, my neck of the woods being Connecticut. Actually, Actually, where I see this is right before you enter New York, and it's an enormous billboard that I think has been up since before Easter, and basically it has a picture of the most adorable little bunny rabbit you've ever seen in your life, and it has the words, we're not just Easter presents, we're a lifelong commitment. Now, the only thing missing is a billboard about a 100 feet after that one with the word Duh written on it. What idiot parents out there are bringing a, 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 a bunny home for their little girl or their little boy for Easter morning and regarding it as no different than a goldfish? Give it a name. Treat it like you would a toy. If it happens to die, we'll bury it in the backyard and have a really touching ceremony that we'll film on the the camcorder and we'll watch at your wedding. Oh, look, this is when Dad eulogized Hugo, my beautiful pet rabbit that I stopped playing with three days after Easter. Isn't it a given not to give a living creature flippantly to a little child? Never mind the fact that rabbits uh, aren't the easiest pet to maintain in the first place. I mean, you can't just put them on a wheel like you would a hamster. There's a certain diet there. You don't know how many people I know who've done this, and within a week of having this brand new adorable bunny in the backyard, they throw it in a cardboard box in the backyard and are shocked when a fox has eaten it overnight. Nothing like an 11-year-old girl coming out to see her brand-new bunny and screaming in horror to find it chewed up, chomped up, spit out, few bones left in the box. Parents have to start using their heads and realizing what is an appropriate gift and what isn't. A Furby is an appropriate Easter gift, not a bunny. But the fact of the matter is the store shouldn't be selling these in the first place. You shouldn't be able to look in the newspaper and say, bunnies for sale. Unless the word play is before it and the number to call has a name attached that reads Hugh Hefner, everybody should know not to do. Who's the blame on? The blame is on the parents and the blame is on the, the seller. Feel free to give a call in. Am I wrong? Everybody should know bunnies are not gifts unless their name is Kendra and you're buying it from a man with a pipe in his mouth. I'm Vinnie Penn, party animal. Animal Radio. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this?
21: Hey, this is Mark from hey. Maryland.
20: Hi, Mark from
1: Maryland? Yep. How you doing today?
21: I'm good. How are you?
1: Very good. What's on your mind, Mark?
21: Hey, I have a question for you. I have a one-year-old uh, German shepherd named Champ, and I was told not to get him sick until, um, until he's two years old because they need to let the testosterone kick in. Ah. Does that that
1: make sense? Ah, that is such a myth. Such a myth. In fact, getting him spayed or, well, getting her spayed or him neutered (laughs) early on, will uh, prevent some uterine cancers in females and other cancers in males. So it's, Uh, yeah, that's an old myth. That's like an old wives' tale. Some people say they need to go through their first heat, but that is so wrong. What, Judy? I was just going to say, with doing the
2: neuter early, you can reduce the chance of getting prostate cancer as well.
11: Yes. Uh,
21: Well, you know, I was told that he wouldn't grow because he's a small German shepherd. He said that uh, he wouldn't kick in to full growth until uh they actually start going through his physical changes so you didn't do anything until he was
1: too a lot of people say you should do it early but between four and six months is that correct judy four yes. and six months is about when you should do it on a dog
16: oh boy i miss that by a lot it's
1: not too late no it isn't <laughs> go go get that done go get that uh, done
16: thank you i appreciate that thanks for
1: calling in mark 1-866-405-8405. <laughs> Hi, this
19: is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay
10: and neuter. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew,
5: gross.
10: Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit wwwsafe That's S-A-F-E hyphen dot com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm
11: infections. flavocin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavacin.
12: Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flavacine, um probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven Days We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well.
11: To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com.
10: Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams
1: and Judy Francis. We oftentimes get emails. With your questions, your voice at animalradio.com.
2: And we answer all of our emails.
1: we got one from Jessica. Hope you don't mind, Jessica. We're actually going to answer this on air. She says, help, my cat smells so bad. Uh Uh-oh. I swear, she poops like 10 times a day, and it smells like rotten eggs or something really nasty. I was wondering if there was a way to stop it or reduce the odor. Should I change her food? Is she sick? Please let me know any and everything I can do to get rid of the smell. If you can't help me, please let me know who can. Thank you.
15: Smelly cat, smelly cat. Not their favorite pet. Joey! May not be a bed of roses. Rachel! You're not a friend to those with noses. Smelly cash, smelly
5: cash is not your
22: fault.
1: Okay, I have some answers for you, Shannon. If she's pooping this much and it's this smelly, there's a possibility that she has, oh, there's many various ailments pancreatic insufficiency, food allergies. Uh, parasites like worms, protozoa, they can all cause smelly stool and often cause diarrhea. So as I always say, Judy.
2: what's well, the first thing she should do.
1: She's, she's got to go to the vet. You have to. I wish, Shannon, that you could hold your cat up to the radio and we could see what was wrong. But your vet's going to have to figure that out. And you know, there's the possibility that it's probably something pretty simple. All she needs is a better diet, higher quality food. Because you know, Judy, those grocery store brands, they're uh, what the top ingredient is, corn.
2: Corn, and you know, cats are carnivores. They can't digest that stuff very well.
1: The more a food is digested before it hits the intestines, the less the stool is going to smell. So check it out with your vet and see if he or she thinks you need a better diet for your cat.
2: If you have any questions, don't forget to email us at at animalradio.com.
16: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
6: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, People a barking chihuahua in Lancaster, California got a cruel punishment when five burglars put her in the freezer as they rifled through her family's home. Roxy, the tiny chihuahua, is fine now, but she could have easily died. Her owner, Kimberly Holzer, was at work when neighbors called the police after seeing men jumping over her fence. Luckily, the suspects were caught a short time later. Holzer, who's pregnant with twins and whose Air Force husband is in Afghanistan, quickly called her mother to check on Roxy. Police searched everywhere and couldn't find her until one deputy had a hunch to check a large freezer next to the living room. Inside, they found a near-frozen chihuahua and rushed her to the vet, who gave her a clean bill of health. The suspects were booked on suspicion of animal cruelty, burglary, and receiving stolen property. Holzer is happy to have her little dog back saying, Everything in my house, whatever's damaged, whatever's lost, is stupid, replaceable stuff. But she's not. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
19: Hello, this is Loretta Swift, and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget, stay and
11: neuter. Toxic pet food caused the recent deaths of more than 100 dogs nationwide. But improper food storage and handling at home can also threaten your pet's health. Sometimes people buy too much pet food so that it'll last six months. But within a few months, it isn't very fresh anymore. And some of the vitamins and nutrients are starting to break down over time. A better strategy is to buy only enough that lasts about two to four weeks. Pet food should be stored in an airtight, hard plastic, or metal container. Paper bags are subject to insect and rodent infestation. Pet food shouldn't be stored near stoves, hot water pipes, or heating ducts. Heat and moisture can cause food to lose quality much faster. The FDA continues to investigate the aflatoxin poisoning incident involving 19 brands of diamond, country value, and professional dog food. For the Veterinary News Network at MyVNN.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys.
1: And welcome back. It's Animal Radio, one 866 405 Four oh five, The world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vlade, joining us. Got a question for you, Vlade. This actually came in on the phone lines just about 10 minutes ago. They didn't want to go on the air. They say their dog is licking everything, and they, okay. apparently this is a problem. They don't like it. It's licking everything. What is going on in this dog's head here? Oh, you know what? The dog
3: licking everything for a couple of reasons. Reason number one, it's maybe compulsive disorder. Reason number two, maybe the dog has no another job to do. So what I would do first, I would check with the vet, of course, make sure their mind is healthy and the body is healthy. And after that, I would give that dog something Else To do instead of lick For instance I would play with him hard By using fetch as the great game uh, Maybe take him for a walk uh, Through the structures Run with him a little bit Maybe do bicycle with him Maybe put the backpack on him With a couple of like like put some weights in the pockets maybe a couple of uh, a couple of acafinas for waiting (laughs) and uh, make sure sorry and make sure uh, the dog goes back and back just habitually and go back and back run back and forth and after that maybe put the collar and leash and after do let's go sit stay come down I especially would focusing on the control exercise which is sit stay and down stay people one minute sit stay takes as much energy as one mile to run. From that time, I would fulfill all my dog's needs. Now, from this time, the dog should be um, like uh, exhausted tired dog. Tired dog is the good dog. And after that, I would see. If after that, my dog would lick anything, I would correct it. I would correct it by using compressed air devices, which emits compressed air. It's by name, Pet Convincer. I would use sound device. I would use maybe dropping shaking can next to it. I would uh, maybe simply or uh, maybe sharply using my canine hand as the uh, canine joint fingers as the teeth like it's shown in DVD Obedience for Life. And I would momentarily touch that special points, like like uh, uh, shoulder blades and make command ah! and freeze. So I would startle it saying it's my way to telling him that's not right. That's not the right things to do. And if this stops I would praise him and I would do three four times if he licks I correct if he doesn't I praise that's how that's what my approach would be you win three consecutive battles and you will win the war but you should win three consecutive battles people not two out of the three you will never be done for with that and take any disobedience as the personal insult that is so
1: important okay 1-866-405-8405. hi who's this
4: Hi, this is Kate.
1: Hi, Kate. Hi.
4: Hi. I'm
9: calling in about um, my dog. She's a Rhodesian Ridgeback. She's um, about eight years old, and I'm fairly certain that she has pretty severe separation anxiety. Every time we leave the house, um, she has accidents, even if it's just for us to go to the mailbox and she actual pee. Um, so we can't leave her out of her cage and so when we go to put her in the cage she'll run and hide and I'm calling to find out if there's anything we can do to kind of help ease her anxiety
3: sure Kate where does she sleep
9: she sleeps on a dog bed in our um, bedroom
3: okay I would first of all I would move that dog bed to the living room or family room away from you my approach would be break dependency increase the confidence Breaking okay. dependency, she, you should stop uh, stop her from chasing you as the laser beam. In other words, okay. you walking down the you, when you are walking down your house when you are walking uh, through your house. Make sure do not allow your dog chase you or walk behind you. Don't even look at her if she is chasing and following you around from one room to another. Turn around toward her like uh, tell her ah move forward. Her just try to just startle her away from you like you just please with this just in her personal space after turn around and continue go wherever you're going so I would I would really really make sure that I am not kissing and hugging her all the time I would I would give her cold shoulder I would not giving her welcome home celebrations or grieving when I leave the house so in other words when you come home don't say hey how was your day kiss and hug just ignore her 10-15 minutes and before you leave the home don't even look at her I would do obedience training with her especially before I leave the house I will put the collar on the leash Let's go Sit, stay, calm down I will do running with her in the morning As far as okay. putting the backpack on her And run with her back and forth To, to make sure Address that uh, Physical Her physical needs And by doing this You know She's going to become tired And when she's tired You know She's not going to think about You leaving the house I also would supply her With a nice toys Chew toys And something would be so special Just Just like uh, uh, That's like uh, special when you leave the house. You're not going to put them around the house when you're home. I also maybe sleep with s- those toys myself. Put them under your arm. And in the morning, I just put them around before I leave the house. So she would express okay. that anxiety on those toys. And remember, I would also use canine lullaby. Check it on the Internet. Canine lullaby. This is the amazing music. Which is calming the dog dozen, uh, down and make sure all separation anxiety is evaporating. It's amazing music, specially designed for separation anxiety. Works as miracle. And check our website, which is 911dogwizard.com. 911 9-1-1 dogwizard.com. We have amazing CD on separation anxiety which I highly, highly suggest that you to get, or DVD which is very visual. Check it out.
1: Hey, thanks for your call. 1-866-405-8405. That's all we have for this hour. If you're leaving us now, remember there's lots more. streaming online 24 hours a day at animalradio.com. Write that on your unc.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: Do you know who Sheena Easton is?
0: No. She did the um, uh, exercise video, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, I she did. Uh, don't she. Oh, well, besides that. other things. Yeah, I, she it,
3: taste Hell, I cannot believe you cannot. we can be politically correct. In my, in my, uh, in my view, in my picture, you are such a, you know, good boy. <laughs> Me? Yeah, I'm a good boy.
5: <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know what you just said. I could not pictureize it. It's not like <laughs> this. <laughs> Coming up, we Probably. have Sheena Easton. She's going to be joining us. And she had. Do you do you even like cats, Vlade? I mean, would you be seen with a cat? You know what? I'm neutral to them. Of course, I, of course, I'm, I'm
3: an, animal lovers. Whatever whatever animal is, I love them. But you know, most of the pets which I love are the dogs. You no, know, cat is the great pet, especially when some dogs will need more exercise. I always suggest them get the cat.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. one 405 8405
22: Who's this? Uh, my name is Donna Sears. I'm calling from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
1: Very good. Listening on WEDO, I imagine.
22: I am just delighted to have found your show today. Absolutely <laughs> delighted.
1: What can we help you with today?
22: Um, I have a 17-year-old Lassa Opsa mm-hmm. who absolutely has been in pristine health. Um, he has dry eye and he has cataracts, so he's not seeing as well as normal. On okay. um, the beginning of December, on um, even though I have pillows strategically placed so he can't get behind or stuck in anywhere, he was stuck behind the toilet in the bathroom oh, no. for about two hours and he must have fought like a, wild man to get himself (laughs) out of there which Uh he couldn't do Uh so um we've reached the point at the vets that i've had his back legs and spine x-rayed and they tell me that he has arthritis very bad from the back end to the legs back Uh other than that forward the vet says he's in perfect condition how's he feeling um he's eating he's drinking he he's a strong boy he was the pick of the litter he's uh 26 pounds and not overweight he um wants to walk he Mm -hmm. tries for three hours sometimes till he just is so tired he Mm. just can't Go on anymore for until the next toy takes a rest and then here we go
1: again. What's his name? His name is Shanghai. Shanghai. <laughs> what an appropriate name. Well, here's the deal. I, we've done a little bit of research here. In fact, Judy's looking it up right now. She's going to give you some information on making Shanghai a little more mobile.
22: Uh, I would be delighted. I would even like to know if there is somewhere on perhaps even the wheels with the back end. It's almost like a doggy wheelchair.
1: What did you find out, Judy? There's
2: a website called HandicapPets.com.
1: Good friend of ours, by the way.
2: Yes, and he's he's got all kinds of information on uh, holistic treatment and things you can do to make your pet comfortable. And he also has a variety of different types of carts. Uh, There are carts for a dog who is paralyzed in the front. There are carts for dogs who are paralyzed in the back.
1: And sometimes these carts can get expensive, so I believe Mm -hmm. he has used carts, too.
22: You're kidding, because I found out that they were close to $300 plus shipment. Well, yeah. And when I was there today at the vet, she did a blood test. She said, we could try, and I'm not going to say this right, um, Protozac. Prednisone. Pred- Pred- it's Thank a steroid, yes. And she said she has had a lot of luck with it. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the type of animal, holistically, he's never even been dipped.
1: Mm. because
22: uh-huh. I was concerned about later in life problems with his liver. or. Right. You know.
1: Pretinizone is not uh, not holistic, though. It is I know. a steroid.
2: I'd like to give you the name of two holistic veterinarians in Pennsylvania that will do phone consultations with you. We'll yeah. give
1: you those numbers off okay. the air. Okay.
2: Oh, I'll be delighted.
22: And we'll,
1: we'll also send Shanghai some goodies too, okay? We'll go Aww. into the prize closet and pull out some good stuff for Shanghai. I'm uh, looking
22: for some prayers right
1: now. Mm. I'm going to send my prayers too, okay?
22: Alright, and like I think, I think a lot of other people are at the same point with their older mm-hmm. animals, and it's
2: like, what to do? Well, animals yeah. are living longer these days, just like people are.
1: Yep, you gotta take care of them. Hold on one second, Donna. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 Hi, who's this?
12: Uh, my... Uh, it's Nita. My name is Juanita, but you can call me Nita. 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 Where are you yeah. calling from? In L.A.? Yeah. In
1: L.A. Listening on Coast... Yeah. What 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 is your question?
12: Yeah, this is regarding my dog. The uh, he's about four years old. When he meets another dog or a small dog, big dog, he gets crazy and he's so excited, you know.
1: Uh-huh.
12: And, uh huh. And oh my god, it's terrible! I don't know what to do.
1: What he get? <laughs> he gets all excited when he sees other dogs.
12: Yes, yeah. I don't know if she's gonna bite or I don't know.
1: What What do you mean you don't know if they're going to fight? I don't know
12: if they're going to fight but because he's ex- so excited. Oh, my God. He's killing me. And uh, oh, I don't know what to do. Then. So I what do you density. do right
1: now? What do you do right now? Do you hold on to, to him?
12: Yeah. I mean, I walk every morning. I try to hold. And then I just use the choker. And she's listening. But okay. I have a stick with me. Stick. I have a stick with me.
1: A stick?
12: Yeah, because I'm not going to hit her, you know. But uh I just, because I can't hold it because it's a big dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what, what's your name? Lucky. Lucky. Okay. Well, what do you think about Lucky, Judy?
12: Is Lucky an only dog? Yeah, that is my second dog. He's my, he's my second dog.
2: But you don't have any other dogs right now, just Lucky?
12: Yeah, my other dog died. Uh-huh. And then actually Lucky is a homeless dog, six months old, and we got uh-huh.
2: her. Well, you know what? I think Lucky is actually lonely.
12: Oh, yeah?
2: Dogs are pack animals. They like to be around their own kind, and they love to be a part of a group. And if Lucky is not around other dogs at all during the day, when Lucky sees a dog, she goes crazy. Oh, yeah? What you need to do is to socialize her with other dogs. I don't know if you have any friends that can bring <laughs> their dogs over and uh-huh. let her play with it or if you can take her to a dog park where she can be around other dogs and i think the more oh, yeah. you expose her to other dogs she will get used to it and won't be so excited when she knows she's going to be around other dogs
1: it's like could you imagine if we if like for instance you you were never around a guy and then all of a sudden you you saw a guy and how excited you got
12: <laughs> oh my god
1: yeah Thank you. yeah it would be sort of like that Uh, Yeah. Make sure whenever you bring
2: her around another dog, you have her on a leash and have control because you don't know what she's going to do. Or the other dog. Yes.
12: Oh, she used to play with my neighbors. The thing is, when she had an accident, it was uh, a year ago.
1: What kind of accident?
12: Yeah, she hit me a car. Oh, no. With her two uh, front legs. Uh Uh-huh. So she almost lost her legs. Hmm. So that's why, that's the reason why that I just... You know, don't let her, you know, go out with another dog. You know, I'm so just careful right now.
2: Well, you want to make sure that you have her on a leash and the other dog is on a leash. And let them slowly approach each other. Let them sniff each other. And she just may be very happy just to be around another dog and to spend time. But make sure... Yeah, just make sure you have her on a leash and under control because you don't know how she's going to react. And if they start if they growl at each other or start baring their teeth then you want to back off and separate them so make sure the oh. make sure the other dogs on a leash too
12: Oh, oh yeah yes that's true because uh when I uh, when I walk to the hill and there's a small dog oh uh-huh. my I see so upset with that small dog and the small dog too is so upset <laughs> oh all, I don't know that's why ah uh.
1: Well, we wish you the best of luck, and you know what we're going to do? We're going to send you, uh, well, we're going to send Lucky a special package of uh, dog toys and dog stuff, okay?
12: Oh, thank you.
5: (laughs)
1: Hold on a second. Global Pet Finder is the world's first GPS location device for pets. Simply attach Global Pet Finder to your pet's collar and you can monitor your dog's location 24-7. Use our geofence feature or simply dial found from your wireless device. And every three minutes, Global Pet Finder will send you a message with your pet's exact location. For more information, visit us at www.globalpetfinder.com and find peace of mind today.
14: Hi, I'm
0: Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911.
20: Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio.
10: Fido-friendly magazine. (laughs) Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Woof! jenniflora for pets
1: a safe and effective probiotic formula for your furry four-legged family member genoflora for pets helps control yeast and candida strengthen the immune system improve digestion regulate bowel movements give your pet the gift of good health Jenaflora for pets for more information call toll free 1-800-498-6640 that's 1-800-498-6640 for Jenaflora.
12: Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Don't have a cow, man.
1: It's Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. I'm pretty happy. We have pop diva Sheena Easton on the phone with us. Hi, Sheena. Hi, how are you? Very well. How are you doing?
9: I'm doing good. Ow, my cat just attacked me. Uh-oh.
1: Which one?
9: Oh, um, this is Yodi. Or Yoda's her formal name. Ow, Yodi. <laughs> <laughs> she um we have 6 of them
1: wow
5: wow and
9: two dogs and they all get along uh well there's two groups there's the the original gangsters uh-huh. the two originals and then there's the four sort of newbies and we have to do a rotation system where um the the first two get run up the house and then the other four luckily the house is big enough to accommodate that but they're all rescue cats uh huh and um we had two of them, and then, of course, you know, the kids talked me into getting another cat. We, <laughs> Why not? We brought home from um, from one of those no-kill shelters, uh-huh. we went in, you know, going to get a cute little kitten, and um, there was this black cat Uh-oh. in the cage, curled up in a fetal position, not interested, and the lady said that she'd been stuck in there for seven months,
5: uh-huh.
9: and, you know, so we said... That's our cat. (laughs) So, we took her home and I noticed right away she was shaking her head, so she had ear issues. Uh And we took her to the vet and she got an operation the next day to get a polyp out of her ear. Wow. And, um, now she's a happy cat. She's a big fat thing that she, um, she's just doing real good. But, so, when I took her back to the vet to get her ear checked, uh huh. At the vet, somebody had dumped off a mom and, a, and kittens. And of course, I took the mom and the two kittens home. So I went in with, with one and came home with four. So that gives us six.
2: <laughs> Isn't that the way it always
9: happens? It's yeah, never it does. intentional. It does. But they're just, they're so great. Now,
1: they're, do you spoil them?
9: Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: what do you think is the most spoiled thing you do for them?
9: My cat? Yes. Oh, my goodness. What's the most spoiled thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's hard to, to come up with. I mean, the our, well, okay, the, one of the original cats, uh-huh. right?
1: The original gangsta. The
9: original gangsters. Her name is Puffy. Uh-huh. And um, she's the most spoiled on the planet because she had panleukopenia. Uh-huh. And she was supposed to die at five weeks old, not a lot of... Um, uh, survivability. What, is
1: panleukopenia a, a cancer? What is
9: it? is essentially an extreme form of distemper.
1: Oh, oh, distemper, okay.
9: And if you look it up on the internet and just look at what, you know, any, any cat that's less than um, 16 weeks, there's about a, a 90% death rate. Ooh. Wow, and th- both these kittens that. were five weeks old. So first of all, they spent a weekend in the emergency, and then I took them to my vet. And this vet, God bless her, she is like the best person in the world. Uh-huh. She took my babies home with her. Wow. So that she could set her alarm and get up every hour to squirt, you know, this this food down their throat to keep them on a drip. Uh-huh. And she kept them alive through the worst phase of it, and they survived. But this cat, the long story short, once uh, she's, had li- she's had, some problems. She's got a little bit of uh, brain damage issues, mm. um, and she's also a peer. Uh oh! And so I've removed every piece of carpet. I've removed everything you can think of from oh, from, you from mean, downstairs. She, she sprays all over. Uh she will just look at you and sit down and pee right in front of you.
1: I know those types
9: like how you doing? I'm just having a little time out here <laughs> and so we' you know you know how like your your grandma will put the plastic covers on the couch and stuff? Uh-huh. we have to put plastic covers on the couch,
5: mm, <laughs>
0: yes and yes. take
9: them off when we want to sit there It's a nightmare so i and now she's on um pills to try and help her not
1: do what, it. What kind so, of pills is she on
9: she's on you know like uh uh Kitty downers.
1: Kitty, like Boost Par, or is it a Prozac, or is it? A, uh, wow.
9: I, you know. Um, it starts with an A.
1: An A, okay. We're Does gonna, it work? We're going to research that because we, we actually know that multi cat households like that that is a problem, and uh, we know cats like this that last resort is to go to medication like Boost Par. They're they're anxious cats. They pee all over.
9: Well, you know, all of the cats have no litter issues, but Puffy always had a litter issue, and mm-hmm. I you know I, I'm one of those people. I'll research everything. I have every book on cats you can think of, uh-huh. and um, right from the get go signs were there she has never attempted to cover up when she goes in her litter box hmm. when she was a a kitten all the other cats go in they're fastidious they'll be in right. there for an hour digging uh-huh. she just goes in she leaves her business and she walks away she's never and they say in all the books that can sort of uh, indicate issues down the line mm, yes. and before any of the other cats came along she had issues where she would go um mm. outside of the box mm. uh-huh. so uh I don't think that it's the, the classic mark in the territory thing. Right. Um, and, you know, everybody says, I don't know how you put up with it. But I look <laughs> in her eyes and what am I going to do? She's absolutely, my baby. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yes. You're not going to get rid of her. No. You, so you that's that. her
9: spoiled thing. The whole family um, revolves around puffy issues. Make sure your bedroom <laughs> doors are shut. Uh, you know, I, I get those big gallon couple of gallon things you know i go around and i spray as soon as i notice anything so there's there's no odors whatsoever in the house cuz i'm like fastidious about keeping it clean uh-huh. but the the main thing is is just you know what we've got wood and tile floors now downstairs Plus, I have those little diffusers with the that you plug into the sockets that put the pheromone stuff in the air.
5: Comfort I, zone. Feel yes. away. I do it all. Uh-huh.
9: <laughs> I do it all. I've got it all. I mean, if, if it's been out there, I'll try voodoo. I'll stick pins <laughs> in something if it need be, you know? I'll get a little doll.
2: <laughs> How do the dogs get along with all of this?
9: My dogs love the cats. Really? Yeah. No, we... we I grew up where I always had dog and cat households, and I... Uh-huh. And, uh, I'd say most times, and you know, unless you've got a, a dog that you just know isn't going to take to cats, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, my my dogs love them. The cats climb all over them. They they play with them. They do this thing where they chase each other around the house. Uh-huh. No, they got along great. Oh, that's good.
1: good. Have you heard of Kyle Orent? Have you? He's a, he's an eight-year-old kid who uh, sold lemonade, well, the last few summers, and he made $20,000.
9: By selling lemonade? By selling By lemonade. By selling lemonade. Did you, did you ever Eight sell lemonade old. as a kid? No, but, you know, my daughter Skylar has a lemonade stand. We're near a golf course, and she goes up where the golfers go across the street. Oh, yes. Smart. And, you know, she cleared, sometimes she'll clear 100 bucks on a Saturday, but 20000 man, <laughs> what is he selling? What is he putting in the lemonade? That's what I want
1: to know. Well, here's the deal. He gave all of that $20,000 didn't keep a penny for himself, he gave that all to Canine Companions for Independence, which is an organization that hooks handicapped humans up with dogs.
9: That is a wonderful thing to do. What a great kid.
1: And we actually called him a couple of weeks ago and I said, what do you want to do next? He said, well, I want to auction off collars, dog collars signed by celebrities. Mm -hmm. So I told him, every celebrity we get on the phone, we uh, get them to uh, hopefully autograph one of these collars that he can auction off for eBay and again for Canine Companions for Independence. I
9: would be more than happy to do that. We're we're going to send a few
1: of them your way and also some for your two dogs. Okay. Okay. Great. And, of course, those come from Bamboo. They're the quick control leashes. They're so awesome, Sheena. You'll love them. You'll probably go out and get a bunch of them. And then I want to mention that you're going to be with En Vogue on May 31st through June 3rd is the festival in Salt Lake City. But you're going to be there on the first. the first the first concert starts at about 7:30 p.m you're gonna be there with en vogue are you excited about that
9: of course i'm excited i that's that's my um my second love after my family is my uh performing and um i love to get out there and, and do a live show it's just the best feeling in the world
1: have you played with en vogue before
9: uh, i don't believe i have i've done many different festivals they might have been on the bill but
1: uh-huh.
9: um, i don't remember to be honest
1: Oh, and then you're going to be in Los Angeles if you're listening on either K-Big or Coast. Uh, You'll be in Cerritos, the Cerritos Performing Arts Center, September 29th. Boy, you're keeping active here, aren't you?
9: (laughs) Yeah, I I go out about uh, two weekends a a month and do various shows, so, yeah. That
1: sounds like it's paced just right.
9: It is. You know, um, I have uh, two kids. I have one who's nearly 13 and one who's 11, and uh, when they were real little, you know, you could, Pack them up in the suitcase and take them wherever you're going. Because <laughs> uh-huh. kids don't care. A hotel room's the same as a a, a bedroom to them. They just uh-huh. want to be with their mom. And then when it, it got to where they were starting school, I you know I changed my lifestyle to where. I, so that's how I actually moved to Las Vegas. I was working here at home in a show, and I didn't have to go leave the house until they were going to bed.
5: Uh-huh. And
9: so I would go to work for a couple of hours and and be home and get them up in the morning and so on. And um, and now I've managed to pare it down to just two weekends a month. I get on a plane for an overnight thing and go do a show, and I'm a mom full-time the rest of the time.
1: You're able to see the animals instead of, uh, you know, we, we speak to a lot of people who uh, they, they can't have animals. They can't have dogs because they're traveling so much.
9: Yeah, and, you know, I, I, the other thing I want to stress is people who think that, you know, cats, are, are self-maintaining creatures You put Uh-oh. down a dish of water And a dish of food And you leave the house And the cat's happy mm-hmm. Cats show their depression Their happiness They get real upset when you're gone And um, the other thing I would urge Is anybody who is getting a, an animal Get them in pairs You know get them in pairs
5: Yeah, that's a go good rescue, idea
9: Go rescue uh, two animals at the same time That you know you know get along Maybe uh-huh. they're caged together Or or were kittens together or puppies or came from another home because they need companionship and they need attention and they need love and animals will really thrive on the amount of love you give them and uh, that is just as important as, you know, clean water and food.
1: It is a big myth that cats are solitary animals oh, it's that such are a myth!
9: And, and the other thing is, is people say, but cats don't seem to have a personality. It's like, what? <laughs> Every single one of my cats have a uniquely distinct personality. It's mm-hmm. amazing.
1: It sounds like you love your animals a lot. You... Oh,
9: man, I'm telling you. I, my, my kids told me that, you know, I'm basically going to be a crazy cat lady, <laughs> but they said that, I don't get crazy cat lady status until he said that the thing that will define that is when they leave to go to college and uh-huh. I live alone and I move into a tiny little apartment and I have twenty cats, yeah. and that could very well happen
1: uh, well that's you know that's not the worst way to go I'll tell that's not right. the worst way
9: to go. let me tell you
1: we love our cats very much and and there's you know there's guys too like me. I might be the the old cat guy that just has. A bunch of cats and yes, it's a yeah, new a generation, and guy. it's happening to the guys too. Yeah, yeah, yes, good. Sheena Easton, thank you so
16: much for joining us today.
9: Thank you very much.
16: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more.
1: Hi, this is David Fry on Animal Radio.
10: I want you to think about this. It's much more important what we learn from our
20: dogs than what we teach them.
7: Blood, bone, DNA. We share these physical components with animals. We also have another thing in common. Every creature has a mom. Probably the most famous mother and child story is of Demeter and Persephone. In the ancient Greek myth, Persephone is out picking violets when Hades, lord of the underworld, suddenly bursts through the earth to kidnap and anoint her queen of his dark realm. Demeter, who is mother of both Persephone and the earth, is so distraught that when she cannot find her daughter, she causes all crops to wither and die, the rivers to run dry, and the earth to become as broken and parched as her heart. Only when her daughter is finally released does Demeter allow the earth to flourish once again but at a price. For although Persephone will spend nine months of each year with her mother, she spends the remaining three as queen of the underworld, which is why we have winter and everything hibernates or dies. Demeter is grieving her daughter's absence. If you have ever heard the mournful and haunting cry of mother cows after their calves have been trucked away to be fattened and slaughtered for veal, you understand the heartbreak of Demeter for her Persephone. If you have ever observed a killdeer mother bird pretend she has a broken wing to lure a predator away from her nest, you know the power of that maternal connection. Mockingbird mothers and dads will dive bomb any person or animal that threatens their nest of fledglings. My mom and I recently watched Spellbound as a Mockingbird and Hummingbird exhibited great courage chasing a red-tailed hawk away from a pine tree that held both of their nests. Like human moms who sacrifice careers, sleep, food, and money to ensure their children will thrive and flourish, animal moms do the same. Leopards, lions, black bears, and sloth moms encourage their daughters to carve out a territory of their own from within their home range. Leopard daughters even go back to the den they were born to give birth to their young. Kangaroo rats and red squirrels, whose homes take weeks to build, will amass a bountiful supply of seeds and then pass both home and pantry on to their daughters. Studies of seals in Alaska show that seal pups recognize their mother's call even after years of separation. In fact, biologists have discovered that each seal has its own distinctive voice. This is true in many other species as well, a finding that strengthens the observation that the bond between mother and child transcends species. It is spring, and Demeter is reunited with her Persephone. Kinship with other creatures takes many forms, including love, appreciation, and connection to moms. Two-footed, four-footed, winged, and finned. On behalf of animals and people everywhere, Happy Mother's Day. For Voice of the Animal, this is Rayanne cumulos
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio.
1: Hi, who's this?
14: Hi, this is Angie Handley. Hi, Angie, how you doing? I'm fine. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Rock Island, Illinois.
1: Rock Island, Illinois. Northern part of Illinois?
14: Uh, No, Central, um, right along the Mississippi River. Very good. You must
1: be listening on the Internet.
14: Yes, I am.
1: Glad we have that there. What can we do for you today?
14: Uh, I have a question. I have a dachshund that is a year and a half old. Mm. Uh, At eight months, uh, she was uh, sprayed, and I don't think it took. (laughs) And I'm trying to find out why and what I can do about it, and... Also, if, if what I'm seeing is the fact, I don't know what's involved when they do it, uh, when they do the surgery,
5: uh-huh. uh,
14: but she's had a lot of problems uh, initially after the surgery, and uh, now a couple times a year, or I've seen it two times now since the surgery, where she's actually has a very smelly discharge.
1: Is it like a menses? Yes. Okay.
14: Yes. And, uh, of course, that's very an- annoying, and uh, I- I'd like to know what I need to do, and should I go back to the same vet? Yeah. It's kind of scary well, you know, if he didn't do his job. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: he may have done his job, and it may not be intentional, but there is absolutely 100% many stories of spays that don't fully take or okay.
2: were just partially done. They didn't complete everything and remove everything.
1: Oh, it may not be that your doctor intentionally tried to do this. I in fact I probably think that he had the best intentions in mind. I think you got I think you're right on track. I think you're right on target as far as what's happened.
2: Yeah, if you see it a couple times a year, a dog usually goes into heat about 2 to 3 times a year, usually every 6 months or so. So if that's what you're seeing on a regular basis, it sounds like she is going through her cycle and everything wasn't removed and she should be taken back in and have it all done.
14: <laughs> I have it done again. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to make sure that she's spayed and everything's removed.
14: Right. Well, and, and you know what? I don't I don't like to hold her that much when she's going through this, and that's not a good feeling. because. No. She is a lap dog, and she loves the attention, and she doesn't understand what's going on.
1: Yeah. She sounds like a cutie, though.
14: Oh, she is. She is. She's the love of our life, and we've got a big boxer to go along with her, <laughs> Mutt and Jeff. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. You go back to the vet. We're going to send your... What's, what's your dachshund's name? Uh, Gigi. Gigi. We're going to send Gigi some dachshund stuff, okay?
14: Oh, great.
1: We'll go through the prize closet and dig out some toys and stuff.
14: Okay, well, that's really fantastic. Hold on one second, Angie. Thanks for okay. listening to Animal Radio. Hi, Animal Radio.
13: Hey, it's Kevin Fitzgerald. How are you, Doc? How hey. you doing? How
1: are
13: you guys?
1: You good. never know who's going to be calling when you pick up the phones here.
13: <laughs> that's right. This is awesome, Doctor Kevin
1: Fitzgerald, of course, from Emergency Vets on Animal Planet. How are you doing? Well, I'm good. Hey, listen, we just had a caller. Maybe you can help us with this. They, they had a, a dachshund that was spayed, or they thought it was spayed, but it kept going into heat. And as far as I know, that can happen. Is that correct?
13: Well, it can happen. You can, you know, uh, inadvertently leave a, a, a piece of ovary, leave an ovarian remnant that uh, will hypertrophy and, and it will compensatorily uh, start to, to cycle again. And, and so, what you need to do is with hormone levels, see if the animal is cycling so you know just pull a, a progesterone there should not be any and and then also you can sometimes pick it up on ultrasound oh, really? But, but ultimately if that's the case you just go in and do an exploratory and remove the ovarian remnant
1: now here's the question do you go back to the same doctor that you went to the first time for the span? Well,
13: i think so i think so i mean i think you know we're <laughs> all people and i think people if they do make mistakes like to you know make things right and and so i think that you know, I, I think that uh, the veterinarians as a group are honest people and w- would like to make things right. Very good. I, I, you know, I'd like to say that I have made mistakes over the years, but, you know, we're all people.
1: We're all human, that's right. People sometimes think that doctors are like God and that they, they have absolute control, especially in the court system. You see malpractice left and right.
13: No, it, we're, you know, we're rapidly becoming a nation, you know, of, of you know, uh, of of people i think that want to blame somebody else all the time and yeah. you know uh, with a lot of these conditions a lot of these animals you know they get old or they get conditions that it's it's not the owner's fault certainly it's not the people that you know give them care their caretaker's fault but it it's not the veterinarian's fault either for answering the door and just trying to help them and and so i think you know uh, nobody wants to be accountable anymore for nope. anything and, and no, you know that's for taking sure. on these animals it's a commitment it's a commitment for you know, sometimes 15 to 20 years. And, and so I think that uh, these guys depend on us for good judgment and good care. And, and so I, I think um, expectations are high on the part of the public about veterinarians, and, and they should be. They keep our feet to the fire and keep us honest. So, and we can offer so much more than we could when I got out of school 23 years ago, you know.
1: We got a, a kind of a disturbing email this morning about a dog that got into a medicine
13: cabinet yeah. And
1: I, I thought this was kind of interesting that a dog could open the cabinet and do
16: and get in there.
13: I've always maintained that anything a kid can open a dog can and, and they're 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 naughty and the the most disturbing thing about medicine cabinets is a recent New England Journal of Medicine article said fifty percent of human medications that are prescribed are never given. And yeah. if you don't think that's true, look at your mother's medicine cabinet. I could look in my medicine cabinet. Yeah, I mean people have, have things from the sixties, you know, and, wow. and so so I, I think that uh also, old medicine should not be uh, put into waste baskets. Dogs think anything in a waste basket is is food, and so it should be flushed and, and Also, medicine should never be kept on a on a nightstand because they think anything on the nightstand is food, and they can get on the bed and then get over to the nightstand uh, we 're trying to get uh, legislation passed that would make it illegal to flavor medications uh, medications that are strawberry, or chocolate flavored. For children, uh, dogs, you know, they certainly have a sweet tooth, and, and, you know, cats, not so much one, but but certainly dogs do, and <clears throat> I think to, to flavor medications is, is really the wrong direction. Well, there's, there's a whole
1: industry to flavor uh, pet, medication. pet
13: medication. Well, uh, yeah, I think, it, you know, it's, it's it's a double-edged sword, but, you know, with, with some of these medications that, you know, the animal, if, they're, if they taste too good, the animal's like, wow, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, it has, it has, the right dosage of stuff is effective, but at a higher dosage, the medications can be problems themselves.
1: What is the weirdest thing that you've seen a dog consume? And I'm sure you've seen some weird things.
13: I saw a dog eat a steak knife.
1: A steak knife?
13: You know, and, and it had, it had, the guy had the juices from the steak all over it, and this big child swallowed the
5: steak Love. knife, and we, could,
13: we couldn't believe it when we took the x-ray. You know, so, so I, I think, you know... Um, they they have the they're gulpers and they'll they'll swallow things, you know, and and you you can't believe it, you can't believe it. We wow. they they swallow coins a lot, and the only thing I tell you about that is that coins have a lot of salt from the oil in people's hands on the coin, but but those can be bad too because of uh, zinc in the pennies. Yeah, can, can leach out and, and cause a zinc toxicity, which causes a an anemia and destruction of red blood cells. So uh, you know, I think that. We, we have to be careful about, you know, where we keep these guys and how long they're left alone. And when we do leave them alone, are they in a safe environment?
1: We are with Dr. Kevin Fitzgerald. This
13: is my 17th time with
1: you. <laughs> it could be. It could very well be. No, it is. Is it really? Yeah. You keep track of this. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. You have the record. Here the bill's on the way. <laughs> we appreciate you calling in today.
13: No, I appreciate all you do for animals anytime.
1: You take Thank care you. of yourself. Coming up next. Animal Radio Veterinarian Dr. Debbie White answering your questions 1866 405 8405
16: Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911.
20: It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. That's 911. Proud to be partnered with Animal Radio.
1: We all know dogs love to go for car rides. Giving water to your dog while you drive, however, can be a problem. The To-Go Bowl by Furry Travelers is the first and only travel water bowl to fit into a car's cup holder. Complete with splash guard and lid, the To-Go Bowl allows your pet to drink whenever he wants. You can find the To-Go Bowl at many local pet stores, websites, and at www.furrytravelers.com. Don't leave home without your To-Go go bold your furry traveler will love you for
20: it every once in a while there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless animal people is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals animal people's published 10 times yearly the publisher is a non-profit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org.
1: Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. And welcome back to Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Hope you're gathered round with your pets right now as we are here in the studio. There's one, two, three, four... Uh, seven pets in the studio <laughs> sitting here watching us as we do the show every weekend 866 405 8405 to check in with us of course we have Dr. Debbie White our very own animal radio veterinarian fielding your questions let's go to the phones now hi who's this this is
19: Christine
1: hi Christine how you doing
19: i'm doing well thank you where are you calling how are
1: you? very good where are you calling from
19: i am right now in marathon florida
1: Marathon, Florida. Right now, are you on the move? Are you on the run?
19: Yeah, we're on our sailboat.
1: On your sailboat. Okay, I'm jealous. Well, you are on live with Dr. Debbie White right now from your sailboat.
19: Excellent. I have a question about, we have an Italian greyhound. She's seven. Um, She's actually suffered, unfortunately, two broken front legs in her lifetime. Is there anything I can give her that would make her bones any stronger, like American cheese every day? (laughs)
18: Or (laughs) something with the well, that's another one of those problems in Italian greyhounds that I've run across. And I've actually had a couple um, Italian greyhounds that have had multiple fractures on their front legs. Um, I, how did she happen to to have that injury? Uh, The
19: original one was on the sailboat, unfortunately. I was very proud of her learning how to climb the ladder. However, um, when she jumped down, it wasn't very high because she could jump on our barstools, which are quite high. But um, I think it was just the movement on the boat, and she just landed wrong, and that was it. And we were in St. Augustine at the time for New Year's Eve. It was uh, quite a feat. Uh, we took her to a really great place in Maitland. And she actually has a titanium plate and seven screws in it. So yeah. she runs around like nothing ever happened. so...
18: wonderful and these guys they definitely are very fragile so that is not um, all that uncommon. As far as supplements um, my recommendations I like to make sure that we're feeding a good quality diet and uh, make sure we avoid giving a lot of the types of table scraps. Um, I don't have any particular supplement that I would advise. Um, I myself give my dogs uh, regular vitamins uh, pet tabs on a daily basis just sticking to good solid nutrition I think is one of the biggest things and keeping in mind that some breeds, such as uh, your little baby, are are definitely a little delicate when it comes to minor injuries. Okay, because someone had mentioned glucosamine,
19: and I didn't know (laughs) that's something I should start shaving in her food.
18: Well, that's a very good question. And glucosamine is really useful for a lot of arthritis-related problems, and a lot of pet food manufacturers have actually started adding it to dog foods but we, the research really isn't there yet whether or not it has a preventative effect. We really don't have the uh, research out there yet. Um, I don't see anything wrong with diets that have glucosamine or if a pet has had a previous orthopedic problem or injury, I think that glucosamine can really um, help keep those joints in the best shape possible.
19: Alright, well I appreciate all your time. I don't want to take about your time for some other callers. Um, Thank you very much. Christine, we thank you for
18: calling
1: 1-866-405-8405. It's Dr. Debbie White, Animal Radio
16: veterinarian. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. You ever wonder if your cat
1: or dog knows what you're going to do before you do it? Well, listen up. Hey, Alex. Hi, Hal. How are you? Doing good. Alex, Takeris. Takeris. It's a hard one to pronounce. Takeris. Is that right?
21: Yeah, you basically leave the T off and you're halfway there. Okay.
1: Hey, listen, I wanted to get you on the phone. We'd be corresponding via email. Apparently, you're working with somebody to research whether or not dogs can predict whether their owners are coming home. You know, there's a lot of people. I hear this oh, day, and day in and day out. cats. I've done that.
21: Really? Right. Cats?
1: Yes. Cats, too?
21: Right, cats, too. You know, what we're really trying to do is just one aspect of that special bond that we feel with our animals, be they cats or dogs, and one way to scientifically measure that is to see whether animals can anticipate when their owners are coming home and there actually has been some research some of your listeners may be aware of uh, a gentleman named Rupert Sheldrick who carried out some research and and started to establish this and uh, we wanted to really dig into it and, and find some great dogs out there that can exhibit this and show it in an experiment
10: well now you're actually looking for
1: dogs for this experiment you're looking for test subjects we
21: are we are dog owner pairs who are who, who maybe see that special ability in their in their dog you know and uh, and, and those are the kind of folks we 're looking for
5: uh-huh.
21: when we first um, started looking for for dogs and, and went on bulletin boards and, and we got some great stories and if i can i 'll just give you an example of the kind of behavior that people find uh, we, we heard from a woman whose husband was a plumber uh-huh. and he was gone during the day but we, what would come home at? whenever a job was finished, and she said she just knew 10 minutes before he was coming home because their dog would go sit by the door and and wait for him and knew that he was coming home. So I think, yes, a routine is definitely something that we know that dogs can pick up on, but a lot of people find that their dogs are not picking up on a routine or not just hearing the car but are somehow, at least we suspect, Able to somehow know that their owners are intending to come home to see them.
1: Is it possible the same kind of signals that animals know before an earthquake is the the same kind of thing going on here?
21: I don't know. I mean, that's that's something interesting to explore. It it just hit the news recently that the cat in the retirement home, Oscar, is that the the cat who knew when people were about to die? Yeah. I mean, I think this the real. Uh, bottom line is there's a lot of special capabilities that animals have that we haven't fully explored, and that's what we're just trying to help uh, help facilitate, help to try and find those animals and then hook them up and match them with competent researchers who are interested in looking at it and provide a little bit of uh, money and funding both for the dog owner, a $1,000 prize if your dog is selected for the experiment, and wow. for the researchers to uh, to do the work. Yeah,
2: you know, I had a cat when I was a teenager when I was in high school that every day after school it would meet me in the park. How did it know? How did it know?
1: I don't know. Uh, Speaking of Oscar, by the way, he has his own radio show now, I understand. (laughs) Uh, It's it's true. I am not, I would not. I am
2: Oscar the uh, Death Cat, huh?
1: Yes, he does. Uh, Okay, $1,000 to any dog guardian who's willing to successfully participate in this study. Now, I'm sure right now, so many ears across the country are perking up. You're sitting on the couch, a bag of potato chips in your hand, and you know that your dog does that. And you're thinking, (laughs) $1,000? I could
21: buy a lot of potato chips.
1: uh, How can I participate in this study, and how are you picking the the dogs and the guardians
21: right and, and hell that's not even to mention the fame the fame <laughs> and absolute uh,
1: well research you know that's
21: right furthering of science and for all eternity be known as the dog that proved this but we've set up actually a special website uh dogs that know. Uh-huh. Dot com. so dogs that's pretty that easy know. for people to follow dogs that know. com. and there's instructions for how you can take the first steps of, as you were kind of alluding to, checking and making sure that your dog isn't just picking up on some routine or some other uh, signal that you're giving. So you can kind of do a little bit of testing yourself, and then if that works out, we really, really encourage you to contact us uh, further, and all all through the process, actually, and then we'll... uh we'll find a, a good researcher to hook you up with.
1: Okay, but, but you say we could do a little bit of testing ourselves prior to contacting you.
21: There's a couple simple things you can do to run a semi-pretty-good-controlled experiment. Um, an easy way is if you have a friend who's willing to help, have the friend come over while you go out on an errand. Okay. And the friend would just keep track, if they wanted to videotape it, that would be even better, but just basically keep track of the dog's behavior, where the dog is sitting, where the dog is going, while you're out. And then at some time, not pre-selected beforehand, but you would call your friend who's out on the errand and say, time to come home. And from that moment forward, you'd also measure the dog, and does the dog now go to the window and spend a lot of time at the window, or is it basically the same behavior until they pull right up into the driveway? Mm -hmm. Now, the experiments that have done before, sometimes the results are dramatic, 80% 80 percent of the time, during which the owner is coming home, the dog has spent by the window. Versus during normal times, the dog is spending 15 to 20 percent of the time by the window. So, for a lot of dog owners, dogs, dogs, and dog owner pairs, the results will be pretty dramatic.
1: You said uh, cats.
21: Uh, about 30 percent of dog owners reported seeing this same behavior in their cats, and about 40 to 45 percent of dog owners did
1: dogsthatknow.com. Is that right? Dogsthatknow.com. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Alex Takiris joining us. We appreciate your time. Inhibit us to this. Let us know what the results are.
21: I would I would love to keep your, keep your listeners informed. And um, probably within three or four months, w- we will be posting the results as they come in. So even the preliminary studies will be available for people to look at. There will be video. And uh, I think it will be something that's, No matter what the results are, I think it will be fun for people to explore and investigate and be part of this project.
1: We'll talk soon. Okay, thanks a lot. That's all we have time for this hour. I want to thank Sheena Easton for being our special guest and, of course, you, Vlade.
3: Okay, thank you for giving me this English lesson. (laughs) Remember to stay stay or or neuter. Always, Always adopt. Adapt. Adapt and, and don't decline. Ah uh, no. No, no! One no, no, more time. Dave, Let's do it. You one were mo- wrong. Okay. You were wrong. You never took the drama classes in your school. No, I Drama didn't. classes was mandatory back in Russia. Uh-oh. <laughs> Follow the, them. They really knows what they're doing. Okay. So go ahead. <clears throat> Spade or, or neuter. Neuter. You've Gotta
2: do a little faster, I don't
3: know. you? I think there's a
0: time. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Dave.
3: Time uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chief, Dave. Let me teach you now. Okay. Spade. Okay. Spate. Spade or Neutered, always adopt and don't close. That's
21: Or neuter,
0: <laughs> always, always adopt and, and
3: don't close. The
1: there you go. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station.
5: Bye bye.
20: bye. This is Animal, Animal. Radio Network.
5: Network.